Welcome to the Voice of Victory podcast. I am Bishop Mark Hellhouse, and today, victory takes a twist in the direction of the future. I am so delighted to have three dynamic co-hosts with me. You guys introduce yourself and let the world know who you are. Hey guys, I'm Maya. Hi, I'm Halton. Hey guys, I'm Doe. And I am joined by these powerful, upcoming, um, dynamic people who God is going to use later and is using right now. And I am blessed to have y'all with me here today. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Pat. Appreciate it. This is a treat for me. So um, put your seatbelt on, get ready, tag, text this to somebody, and tell them you need to go hear this podcast like right away. Um, I want to talk about some of the things that are relevant and happening in the world um, right now because there's a whole lot going on and nobody's doing a lot of talking. Yes, sir. And, um, you know, being a, 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 a preacher, I can't escape ever talking without having some type of scriptural context. And the Bible says it like this. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And I think um, in the time that we're living in, a lot of people are missing it because of what they don't know. Um, COVID-19 hit the whole world by storm. It yes, hit sir. the world by storm. We heard it. Mm-hmm. Nobody expected it to get this severe. Nobody expected it to get this bad. And then nobody expected it to stay this long. Mm-hmm. So then we were dealing with one thing that has mutated and become another thing. And then it mutated and became another thing mm-hmm. because we didn't stop it in its infancy. Wow. I want to know from y'all, what what is this whole COVID thing been like, um, though, what what have you seen on, on your side, you know, being as real as you can with this with this COVID thing? Did you expect it to look like this? No, I did not. I did not expect it to cancel out. I didn't expect it to cancel out on a lot of things that's going on in the world, dealing with school-wise, dealing with living on campus, like dealing with the involvement on campus and stuff like that. I didn't expect for it to change our norm in the way that it did. Like dealing with us not being able to be in classes, like being face-to-face with our professors. Um, even as students, just being in the same atmosphere together, in the same space, we're just we just in a nutshell. Like we just isolated from everybody. Yeah, can't get nowhere. So everybody just, the involvement is just down. It's a lack. It's more of a depression than anything. So and trying to build that back up is people have got made it a norm for them. So it just we got to get out of that habit of of not being around people. Yeah. What you think, Marco? How, how did you how did you see? What did you see during COVID? Did, did any of y'all have COVID? I know I did. Yes, sir. I did. I did like none of that. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you see during your your? Uh, you know what? I didn't expect it to get as bad as it did. I didn't know it was bad when they started sending people home from um, from work. And I was just like, oh snap, this is real. You know, um, no sir, I, I, I didn't I didn't see this one coming. This one this one caught me by surprise. Wow. What about you? Did you did you think that this would be almost come December or you know coming up on December? Two years that this virus bug thing has been in the world an invisible enemy causing visible problems. Did you think that we would, we would, what'd you think? No, I didn't think that it was gonna be like this at all. I know, I think once like around August, we had got sent home from work mm-hmm. and you know, I'm thinking, okay, we're gonna go back. But here we are almost, we're in August again, a whole year later, we're still working from home. And now don't get me wrong, it does have its perks. You know, you don't have to worry about commute. You don't have to worry about finding clothes, but Oh, <laughs> I mean, some days you just get 
I've seen, like, from close people that I've um, followed and stuff like that, I've seen that they're growing businesses. And... So they're growing them. Like, they plan them. I'm just... Okay, never mind. I'm serious. You seen them do what now? They make businesses. Like, they... So they start the businesses. They start business. So basically, it's just. What did you you say? Yes, sir. Um, Just a few words. SBA loans. (laughs) Amen. Amen. They've been a blessing to the the small business community. (laughs) I want to thank the government tonight. But yeah, so that's, that's definitely a benefit um, for people with small businesses. Even people who didn't have small businesses had small businesses. <laughs> and they were able to collect the loans. This is your dear FBI. He is the co host on this show. The statements that he's making today are not affiliated with this network. No, sir. No, sir. Not at all. But, but, I mean, it's the truth. Mm-hmm. The, the, the SBA loans come mm-hmm. out to help small businesses get a boost at a job. Yes, sir. Um, and I think it, it put a lot of people in the, in, the, in the category that they possibly would have never been in. Mm-hmm. That's the, the truth. crazy thing, how many people never even knew these existed until the crisis? Mm. SBA didn't start oh, wow. when, when, when Corona started. The SBA has been there. Yeah, they, wow. they have been around for a very, very, very long time. Been around for a long time, but you didn't have access Mm-mm. until uh, you crisis. got sent home. Yes, sir. Wow. And when you get sent home and you can't make money, in order to make money, America gave money mm-hmm. to, yes, to, help, to help small businesses out. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the PPP loans for the people who have employees and things like that, and then the, the SBA loan, to give your business the boost to keep you thriving mm-hmm. during the pandemic. Yes, sir. They didn't expect it to last this long. Mm. Yeah. They didn't expect it to last this long. But it outlasted a whole lot of people. Mm-hmm. And then I, I saw I read something the other day that said more people have died in Florida in the last two weeks from COVID-19 mm. than all of the American servicemen and women for the last 20 years in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. That's Mm. That's 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 major. Mm-hmm. That, that 
you lose that many people. Yes, sir. In 20 years, and in two weeks, you top a 20 year record. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why, maybe y'all can help me with this. My generation, they weren't taking this serious until other people started dying that they knew. Mm-hmm. I'm watching some of y'all who don't seem to take it serious at all because it's the in, invincible mm-hmm. mentality. What 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 is it? What's the what's the deal? I think it's that it can't happen to me mentality because granted, yeah, you see some people getting sick, but when you look at social media now, every other week it's a party, it's a large gathering. Mm-hmm. No masks are involved. So it's like, okay, yeah, I see they're getting sick, but I haven't gotten sick, or maybe I did have COVID and it wasn't as bad, so it can't affect me or I can't die from it. And that's not the case, and I think that's that's what's wrong with our generation, that it can't happen to me. Stubbornness. We, we don't like to be told what to do. I, I really feel like if the approach was different on the mandate as far as masks, if it wasn't uh, put that mask on or you can't get in here. If they found a different way to say it to us, I really feel like we would have done it or we would have took it, taken it more seriously. We don't like to be told what to do and it sucks. But I, Where did it come from? I don't know. I don't know. Because, I mean, I, I know y'all mm-hmm. and I've not seen y'all um, disrespect your parents. No, sir. Um, not listen to, mm-hmm. their, to whatever they say. Never, you know, me. I, I watched y'all with other people who not your parents, mm-hmm. and I still seem to be respectful, mm-hmm. even when people might have been off and you know on yes, the thing. But where does it come from that you don't want to be told what to do? Um, and not not for the whole generation, not this everybody. Mm-hmm. But why is it that it's is is it the information you have makes you feel like you know enough that you mm-hmm. don't have to listen to what they say? Mm-hmm. Because I know, as a, as a parent, um, and, and you, the kid, after a while, feels like they can outsmart you. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know where that comes from. Mm-hmm. They feel like they can outsmart you. Mm-hmm. So I don't know where that whole thing comes from that you don't want to be told what to do by us. But at work, you do what they say mm-hmm. because it benefits you. So I only see it on my side, y'all can tell me, that you don't like being told what to do when you don't see the benefit to you. Snap. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> that's the truth. Yes, sir. That's it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to agree with me. No, it's no, the truth. that's the truth. That's no, yeah, no, that's, that's the accurate. truth. Yes, sir. That's... Mm-hmm. But, okay, so so the benefit mm-hmm. is biblical if we're going to go anywhere. Yes, sir. I was just about to say, there's nothing new under the sun. Okay, you about to say what? There's nothing new there's nothing new underneath the sun. Okay? I don't know why she did that. But, but, I got you. What was your thought process with there's nothing new under the sun? Okay, so I don't know if there's a scripture that goes with that. Like, yeah, it's a lot of around it. Okay, so I just, I don't know. Could you say basically how y'all felt as the. Elders. elders, and then we, on the other hand, feel like that we could do basically not listen to y'all, but y'all been here though. Y'all know how things work. I know how things maneuver. If we would just listen instead of doing it our own way, I feel like y'all already been through it. So if we listen to that and take heed to it, it will be better. My grandmother says like this: um, "Been there can tell. Going there, how to get there." Oh wow! Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, the scripture that I was gonna. Go to before Doe went to theology school one one. Yes, sir. Was children open? Mm-hmm. It didn't put an age on the child. Mm-hmm. That's all. And honor that your days may be long upon the land. Mm-hmm. Not listening will shorten days. Snap. So a lot of people who ain't listening mm-hmm. are shortening days because they refuse to listen. Wow, wow. You find them, you're in the middle of a thing and they're trying to sneak out the room and, and, and sneak it out of the building and, and things like that to go. And you try to figure out what in the world? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. What is this? Just, just listen. I think a lot of people's lives would be saved if they would just listen. <laughs> yes, sir. Just listen. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, 
I agree. Did, did you miss something? Yes, sir. Definitely. Yeah. What's the what's the what's the thing? Because the, I guess they said millennials don't want to go to church. The Gen Zers don't want to go to church. The kids at this church go go nut nut if they mama try to get home. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. So what what is it? What is it? You know what? I want to give three R's when it when it when it comes to this. Um, true enough, I can't. I can't say, I can't speak for everybody as far as why they don't want to come or, you know, but one reason why I did want to come definitely was because of my leader. And the three R's I wanted to give was you're reliable, you're resourceful, and you are relatable. Um, no matter what age I've been, I've been going to this church uh, since 10, nine and a half. That's a long time because I'm 25 now. Um, Relatable as far as no matter what age I've been, you've always been able to relate. I've always been able to relate to you. You've been able to relate to me. Hey, I've been that age before. This is what you can do. This is what you do. Even as far as like avoiding whoopings from my mama, even as simple as that. (laughs) Um, Yes, sir. Um, Resourceful, definitely, because the messages you you preach have always been, I don't want to say broken broken down, but for lack of better words, broken down um, so that it'll be palatable for whatever age I was, I was. Uh, I could be six years old and understand the message you preached. I can be 10 years old. It don't matter how, what age you are inside of a room. It's just, it's resourceful. We can get something out of your message. Definitely. Um, and that's, that's, that's huge. That's huge. That's, so that's, that's it with you. What, what about you, Um, Me, honestly, it was the genuine love that, um, that, that kept me coming at my, at the young age that I was. Um, it was the genuine love. It was basically, um, I started coming here when I was 11, 10 or 11. Um, everybody was very lovable at this church. Everybody just wanted to hug on everybody. Literally. <laughs> like, and it was just after that, and because at first when I was younger, I never got the reason of church. Like, I was there in church, but I wasn't into it like I am at Victory. Um, I never been a, been a part of a ministry, dance ministry. Never been like calling myself a leader inside of a church. Like never had that opportunity, and it's something that I take pride in and in, in honor it. Like I hold it with with my heart. So most definitely. What about you? So for me, it's a little different. Um, so growing up, I think we I started going here about eleven. And I loved it. My friends were here. I could come get the word. My mom liked going here. It was like, okay, we got a new family outside of our family. Now, I will say, like, once I started to get in high school and I started looking at what my other friends were doing, I did have moments where it was like, dang, I feel like I'm always in church. And 
We we didn't really talk about it. Don't. No, 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 I'm sorry. You're so petty. I slipped out. No, okay, listen. I'm sorry. We didn't really, like, talk about it a lot of times, but I did yeah, have moments <laughs> where I was like, I wanted to go and, you know, do what my friends were doing. What the old people call it, smelling yourself. Smelling yeah, that's what I was doing at the age. But I would say it wasn't until I started going into college and I really started running into real-life situations mm-hmm. where it was like, no. This is the foundation that I need to make it through this. And then it was you, Pop. Like, no matter what I did, you always loved on me. You always brought me back. Yeah, you probably spanked my hand a few times. Knocked me upside my head a couple more times. But you always, like, you loved me through every moment. No matter what, how big the mess up was, you always said, you can always come to me. I'm going to get you, but we're going to correct it. And you basically, like, I don't know, you just like restored my faith back in God. I'm not even gonna lie during that time too. Because that's how I look at how God does us, the same way you do me. You can always come to me no matter how big the mess up is. You can always come to me. I'ma get you, but we're gonna fix it and move past. Mm-hmm. So that for me is what is keeping me in church because I know no matter what happens, I can always come to you. I can always go to God. We gonna I'ma get God, but we're gonna fix it and I can always move past. But I, even even with that, knowing 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 that part about you, um, Want to go out? Want the club? Nah, I ain't saying that. <laughs> I just want to go to You want you know, the club? Hold on. We had revival. We just doing your talk talk. We do my talk talk. So she want to go to the club <laughs> and and dance. <laughs> Come back with sweaty hair. <laughs> but regardless of that, right? What I what I noticed is even when when like if your mom knows like. Um, all of y'all, mm-hmm. they got to stay home for this mm-hmm. testing or whatever they going to test. <laughs> Boy, did I hear a full litany from y'all. <laughs> y'all was not having that. No, sir. You got to tell them we can come to church. <laughs> yes, sir. Very true. <laughs> but now I see the younger generation is right behind y'all. I'm following y'all footsteps now. Mm-hmm. Y'all, you know, stutter stepped a little bit. Yes, sir. <laughs> Those aren't playing any games. They come into church Mm -hmm. and they're going to do something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They come into church and they're going to do something. I don't see, thanks be to God, the problem that other churches are seeing. I don't don't see the problems that the other churches are seeing seeing as it relates to the youth, as it relates to um, dealing with them. I don't see that thing and I'm grateful to God that I don't see that because Mm -hmm. I don't ever want it to be said there arose a generation that knew not the Lord. And so to the to the what would you say to the parents that are, you know, whose kids are not in, in, in church? Um, what would what would you say? I would say bring them and let them kind of find God in their own way. I wouldn't say necessarily force God on them because like we said, when you're told what to do, you build that resistance to He's just been rebelling something. <laughs> <laughs> I, but I would say bring them because, I mean, when you look at it, not just us three here, but even some of the ones who are still going who, going here, who parents may not be as active or as involved. Mm-hmm. They, their parents brought them and literally they found God for themselves. Mm-hmm. And they formed that relationship with God that no matter what happens with the parent, they're not going to stray away from their relationship. What would you say? Uh, I would tell the parent, don't let up. Uh, one thing I've learned from you, Pop, is uh, God didn't make anybody he couldn't do anything with. Um, I would say, I would say, <laughs> I, don't, don't, yeah, don't, don't let up. Don't let up. Um, even if you don't let up is a, you don't have to talk to him. Every time you talk to him, you don't have to bring up God every conversation, but at least let them know you're praying for him. At the, at the end of the day, they know, hey, when it's time, my mama got me or my father has me at the end of the day. So, yeah, just just don't let up. Wow, what would you say? Um, I wouldn't be speaking on, like, I would be speaking on behalf of, like, the people that don't really have their parents, like, bring them to church. Like, but the, the, the child that has, that child that want to go to church but don't know how to, like, get the relationship with God, I'll say tell them to come involved be involved in it oh you can tell them to still be involved 
So even if they don't have their parents parent, to guide them to church, I still say find a local church, find somewhere where you could get the word and you build that relationship with God on your own. Because ultimately, like Tamani said, you got to find God on your, on your, your terms. He'll meet you where you are. are. Mm-hmm. But you need to be somewhere where it's going to sustain you. Mm-hmm. You don't need um, just a hype and a sound. It has to be some substance that's going to drive you through. And sometimes the best message preached is the message that you live more than what you say. Um, kids will imitate and follow that that they see in front of them that looks like it's stable. Mm-hmm. So one thing a child needs to grow is stability. Right. Even if my stability is poverty, if I'm stable in poverty, the child's going to grow and come out of this knowing this isn't where I want to live. So the deal is, is you got to give stability to anybody listening. You have to give stability to a child mm-hmm. and not just with rules, mm-hmm. with your mind, mm-hmm. the way you operate, with the way you act. Your instability creates instability in the person that's watching. Wow. Mm-hmm. It creates instability mm-hmm. in the person that's watching. Um, so that, that's, where, that's where that is. That's I want to right. talk about something else that um, we're in the week of. 20 years ago, 2,977 people died on 9-11. Wow. still in New York today. Wow. Um, they died on 9-11. Those two planes hit the, hit the towers. Subsequently, since then, more people have died. Um, more folks have died since then because they got sick um, or whatever during that during that time. I just want to ask, because you said that you were actually in New York. What was that day like for you? Do you remember it? Yeah. Um, it was, let me tell you this. My grandmother prophesied that morning. She said God had her, the, the day before, it was a um, Sunday. God had her in the air walking over the buildings of New York City. It was the prophetic word that's on, on the day. Mm. She had, she's walking over the building of New York City. Mm. All right, she's walking over the building. She's looking. She can see smoke. That's what she, she said. She said she can see smoke. Mm. She know what it is, but we need to pray. That Sunday night service, I'm laying on my face in the altar praying. And I got up and I'm telling her I see white planes. Like a white airplane. And I didn't know why. I could see the plane. And I could see it taking off. It's the pieces of it. Um, I saw the airplanes in, not knowing what it was. Didn't know what the heck was, was, was up. So I'm at the school working, and the first plane hits the tower. When the plane hit the tower, it was like everybody's gut dropped because you had to see it, know it, know no plane should have been that low right there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's something, something's wrong. Mm-hmm. And then a little while later, a second tower is hit. Mm. After that tower is hit, the building goes into lockdown. We've got to keep the parents out of the building, uh, keep the kids in the building because parents are seeing this at home. They come to the building and they want to get their kids out of the building. We can't let them get the kids out of the building. we got to lock the building down because now it's don't trust anybody. Wow. Mm. So mm-hmm. that was gut-wrenching and the bad part about it, my grandmother was headed down there Whoa. during that time. Wow. Okay? She didn't, um, she wound up not leaving in that moment, but she was supposed to be down there uh, in New York City um, when that happened. Okay? Um, so that day for me was, that was it was like all I could do was watch it, look at it and what in the world were these people thinking? Then when the other plane went down, they went to the Pentagon, then they brought the plane down, um, the fourth one down in uh, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. I remember all of that, like it was yesterday. Wow. Mm-hmm. And so 20 years, mm-hmm. America, George Bush was president at the time, um, went to Afghanistan mm-hmm. and decided we're going to keep the Taliban locked in. Have y'all been watching the news and seeing... Mm-hmm. What's 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 been happening? Have y'all you know? Sir, I've been glancing here here and there, seeing things on Facebook or whatnot. You, you know anything about what's happening? Right I now? don't. Actually. All right. So Joe Biden made a promise that he was going to pull everybody um, out of there, get our, bring our troops home. Twenty years later, 
Um, right, wrong, or different, he did. He brought the troops home, mm-hmm. but then it started what I just said, mm-hmm. instability. So for 20 years, we put a fence around a dog that we didn't kill. And so now what's going to happen, it's been 20 years since we've had a real um, um, terror attack on U.S. soil that was not domestic terrorism. School shootings are all domestic terrorism. Um, and things of that nature. Yes, when, when you deal with that Afghanistan, mm-hmm. they don't they don't have any filter. They have no chill. No sir. They mm-hmm. coming for you. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so they're saying they coming back. They coming back to do what they were locked down from doing for twenty years. I don't know that if if, if you know the president did it right. If he did it wrong, I don't want to say. What I want to say is now you you got to watch Corona, and you got to watch this. Because with the instability that's just been created, mm-hmm. if you don't kill a giant, mm-hmm. and you just let it keep growing, yes, it gets bigger. And so, do you see all the jokes right now that the president pulled the troops out but left all the, all the equipment? Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> so, I think if, if we don't pray for the world and watch for these signs of the time, I think we're going to be in a whole Yes, sir. Lot I agree. Of I agree. We're going to be in a whole lot of trouble mm-hmm. if, we don't, if we're not careful with where we are. Yes, sir. I agree. Um, 9-11, the police were heroes. Mm-hmm. 2020, <laughs> they're the devils. Wow. <laughs> that's what. That's the way I reviewed them. it looked. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. And you know why, right? Yes, sir. Police brutality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where, where were y'all during the protest? I was down there. <laughs> Where were y'all doing the protest? I think I was probably at home. Why? I think I was off and everything. Yeah, I was sitting at home watching it from the news. Why didn't you go march? What was I going down there? Uh-huh. <laughs> I was at home, but I was not going down there to march. Why didn't you go march? I didn't go march because I love I loved my life. <laughs> I feared for my life. And, mm-mm. I, I didn't go march because I couldn't find my boots, but <laughs> <laughs> I was looking for my boots. <laughs> By any means necessary. Yes, sir. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Yes, sir. How do you view police? Mm-hmm. It's a mixture of good guys and bad guys, almost like any any other job. I feel like, yeah, it's a, it's a mixture of good guys and, and bad guys. How, how do you feel? The same way. Good guys and bad guys. Because, I mean, you're a cop. But I don't view you as the type of person who would... You just said I hit you in Okay, that's different. <laughs> that was discipline. Okay. I don't view you as a person who would just go out and unlawfully kill someone. But you do have police who do that. So there is... What about you? Yeah, I agree with them. What they're saying about it's good, good cops and bad cops. It's just a mixture. So, what's the feel on campus towards police? Um, don't nobody really care for them at all. They don't really do their job um, in protecting us as a campus-wise, because um, we already had, we already have uh, experience with uh, people, uh, people getting jumped, um, different cases on, like. Like a, not say, how can I say this without Sexual. Yeah, sexual assault and robbing and theft, all that. And they keep asking for our IDs and stuff like that and not coming to the scene at hand. So, yeah. So we how take you, them as a joke. How do you view it being in college? Because here's my deal, right? Y'all two are in college for uh, criminal, justice. criminal justice, right? Mm-hmm. What's your view on changing this police brutality thing, especially as it pertains to black men? Me and DeAnthony are um, black men, and so it's a whole other thing. Just because a police officer don't mean I don't fear mm-hmm. um, for my safety and life at, at times, it doesn't mean that. Mm-hmm. But what do, what do y'all, you know, with this criminal justice thing, what are you gonna? So it's funny we're talking about this. I'm currently taking a, um, a law enforcement class and that's one of the topics in the class. And um, one of the things that I think we need to go back to is the basics. 
Now, granted, I don't know exactly how they train you all and mm-hmm. things like that, but I do think that's where it needs to start. We need to go back to the basics and either training needs to be a little more hands-on with or the community. We need to have more scenarios that are reflecting the times today mm-hmm. because they're... I feel like times are different from when, you know, years ago. You have some people who it's mental. So they're not necessarily aggressive because they're trying to harm the cop. It could be something mental. Their wires aren't all the way connected. And it's like if you don't know how to handle that, your immediate response is, let me protect myself. But what about them? They can't protect themselves. So, you know, I just feel like there needs to go back to the basics. I get what you're saying. Um, let me let me, let me, me tell you this about the training. I don't want to mention my agency's name right now. If you know, then you know, but I don't want to mention it. <laughs> the best trained in in this state. Um, sensitivity training, um, dealing with mental health, um, things of that nature. While it sounds like a good idea, in some aspects, there is some training that needs to happen because I think even with cultural diversity, there are things like that that need to... Um, need to transpire on a reoccurring basis, not a one-time event. That's my idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the the other portion of this is we do reality-based training. So we do real-life scenarios um, where That's good. you're gonna you're gonna know mm-hmm. how to handle everything. And we plan for the worst. Mm-hmm. Hope for the best. Okay. Now, a lot of people say, send a social worker out there. Send a social worker out. Um, if you heard anybody say, send a social yes, worker out mm-hmm. social worker, go do this. That's not feasible. Because you're asking me to send a social worker to an environment that is not controlled. If the person whose wires are not crossed, are crossed, and the social worker goes in, and the police department sent them, um, and something happens to them, then whose fault is it now? because I don't teach a social worker defensive tactics. Mm, So while I'm not really trying to protect myself, my job is to protect the public. So if the person who has these wires crossed or the person that has this problem or the person that's doing whatever, um, doesn't see it that way, and because they're not seeing what's happening in real life, mm-hmm. the cross wires makes him see me as an enemy, he's gonna attack me. I'm not gonna really shoot you for no apparent reason or, or, or tase you if I don't have to, but there's a force level that we have to use to stop a person that will not comply. Yes, sir. Verbal commands are not complied with, then there's another level that you're supposed to go to, and I'm good with that. Mm-hmm. However, um, we go out and our first thing is to try to de-escalate. Mm-hmm. We've all had de-escalation training you got to do it every year. We go out first to de-escalate. So number one, I need to bring this down, figure out what the problem is. If the person has psychological issues, then we can deal with it from that aspect. But it's dangerous for me if the family says he's, he's psychological, he's off his meds, he's in the house with a gun to send somebody in and it doesn't have a gun to deal with them with. Mm-hmm. While it is not that I want to shoot you, but I can't let you out in the street because then we're going to have a mass murder or something happen, and then you're going to blame who? Wow. That's the truth. Yes, sir. You're about to ask me one. How you going to ask your question? <laughs> but no, go ahead because it, it'll probably come like after this. I just wanted to ask you about something while I left in school. That's, I mean, that's, that's all I got. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I was reading a or statistic, right? And in the statistics, it said that there were more police killings against white people than there was black people. True. Is that accurate? Yes. Oh, wow. Mm. When people do the statistic thing, <laughs> I always pause and flinch. Because with all these statistics, ain't nobody ever asked me nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. They yeah. ever asked y'all No, no sir. They asked us <laughs> nothing. What are you going to do? Speaking, speaking there. Um, what are you going to do with um, with your degree? What do you plan on doing? Policing or no, sir? So originally, oh, said, no, sir. <laughs> no, sir. so originally, I wanted to do um, forensic accounting. I wanted to be the person who go in and investigate white collar fraud, um, white collar crime. Sorry. Money laundering, things like that. 
But, you know, I honestly don't know now. I don't know what I want to do. So, we just going to keep going on and what about um, with my degree, I plan on using it as my foundation to go to grad school to get my psychology to be a counselor. And because I want to work with kids and juvenile systems, um, trying to figure out how to to find resources for them when they become in a system and stuff like that, how to help them out and be a counselor to them. Yeah. Uh, I want to be a rapper. <laughs> <laughs> you are you are a rapper. You already that. Yes, but like, what you want to do? <laughs> you know what? Um, I'm really. I I just love. I love encouraging people. I love telling people keep going, and I think I think that's that's one of the huge reasons why I'm here, and a part of certain people's lives. Literally, just to tell them, hey, keep going. So I. That's all I want to do. I want to tell people, keep going. That's it. The keep going, man. The keep going. <laughs> I think that's what I do. Yes, sir. That's exactly what you do. That's exactly what you do. Yes, sir. And then if you try to stop, I grab you. Mm-hmm. Back your legs up. Take it back. Right. You can get pulled that to the Yes, sir. Did you know it's okay not to know what you want to do? Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, um... God holds that mystery. I'm gonna give you this for free. Life is not a problem to be solved, it's a mystery to be lived. And so in living the mystery out, there's some things you won't know that God won't reveal. And so wow. you you organically fall into it or walk into it and in doing something that you never knew that this is what I was gonna do, and then all of a sudden the door opens and you like, how the heck did I get here? Wow. Yeah. How did this work? That's that's how yes, sir. Um, I think that that's a lot of people struggle with the fact that they don't know and they beat themselves up for mm-hmm. not knowing what God didn't tell you. Snap. Oh. Yes, sir. So how to work through that process. So working through that process is trusting the process organizer. Mm. Um, it sounds it sounds easy. What they say easier. So the process is trusting God. The whole the whole Bible. Is about trusting God and the plan that He has. You know the scripture everybody quotes. I know the thoughts I think towards you. Thoughts are good. Not even think you mm-hmm. even expected it. You know the whole scripture. That's, <laughs> so somebody just said that's my favorite scripture. Right. <laughs> so, that scripture tells you God is in control. If God is in control, you walk the steps in the direction. Sometimes not knowing that something that you hate, what you love, is probably right on the other side of it. If you just be still. Joseph's in prison and hates it but didn't know the palace was on the other side of it. And because he could still function in prison he became a palace man. Mm. Wow, wow. He didn't know he was going to the palace. No, sir. He had no idea. He had a dream as a child and then years later winds up where he is. Mm -hmm. And what do we say to these things? If God be for us, he's more than the world against us. Wow. Yes, sir. Um, let me ask y'all a question. I'm about to get in trouble. I'm about to get in trouble, right? So I'm watching the, um, I don't want to mention the name. I'm watching a thing on Instagram about um, BBLs. Brazilian butt lifts. Who don't know? Thank you, D'Anthony. Thank you, Brother Halton. Why are you smiling? Right, you're smiling too hard. Too hard over here. Bring your smile back. Like his eyes just closed. I'm watching this thing, and it talks about how um, there's a place here in Atlanta that is doing them, and Mm -hmm. um, the doctors aren't board certified, and. People are still going there being cut on and all that kind of stuff. Uh-uh. How do y'all feel about them? <laughs> about those things? So let me tell you, I had wanted, okay, well, not the, like, the Brazilian butt lift part, but I had wanted the thing that makes your stomach small. Like, I wanted to be skinny, right? And I didn't want to work out. Wait, so. No. Yeah. I just wanted to be skinny without having to work out. Okay. But when I... Something for nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, and I didn't realize what you pay for later with. So, 
I don't want it no more, Pop, but I did want it at one point. What y'all think about these things? What do you say to these things? I say no to the BBS, but I say yes to the liposuction. Now, don't get me wrong, because I'm trying to lose this good of mine. It got stuck. Wait, gold. what is the thing? What's the what's so is the liposuction different from the lap band or the the, the what you call it? The, Sorry, the waist trainer? No, no, no. The, <laughs> Tummy tucks? No, what's it? The, the gastric bypass. <laughs> When they bypass your stomach and then you be, you have the saggy skin for a little while. Oh, no. I, yeah, like some stuff you can't eat with a gastric bypass. I don't know. Oh, me either. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Nothing. I don't know. 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 I don't with this, with this, what is it, Anthony? Uh, Brazilian butt lift. Okay. With, uh, <laughs> wow, he's, he's, so he's not saying anything else all day like that. <laughs> so, when when I look at it, right, um, okay, there's something for nothing, all right, but who controls the genetics because mm, right. after you get it, now mind you, let's, let's not even deal with the report that they had on the doctor who was a board certified doctor mm-hmm. and um, he was he was jigsawing people oh wow and then got dimples and riffles they looked like peach tree rope that <laughs> <laughs> was good for six months and then and then we went to looking like a balloon that's losing air mm-hmm. um not not that okay mm-hmm. so I'm, just leave that whole part of this alone not, not the infections, not that okay. one lady they left the cloth in there. Um, oh, wow. One of the things, she sued my thing. Um, not that. Let's go to the genetics. Mm-hmm. Who controls the genetics later? Because you said you don't want to work out, so you wanted to you wanted to get your tummy, your stomach yeah. cut off. Um, and she's sitting there patting her stomach. <laughs> <laughs> it got to go to her, way. She wanted to get her... Get your stomach gone, right? But genetically, what do you do when it comes back around and who's maintaining it? Because the workout that you don't want to do, you're going to have to do it later or you're going to pay for it again. Mm -hmm. Mm, See? Maintenance, huh? Maintenance is an understatement. Yes, sir. (laughs) Yes, sir. I know a few people that even had the gastric bypass. Oh, wow. Mm. Not in me, too. Snap. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because they they biggest two people now. They was just one person. <laughs> yes, sir. So you, y'all gotta say something because I I'm not going to. You know, I'm not. <laughs> well, me either. Because after we just had this conversation, I'm really not going. Now. I I do my squats. Yeah. I remember I remember um, first hearing about the Brazilian butt lift and. How they were putting. No, no, Because this is serious, okay? <laughs> and I remember hearing that they were putting silicone in some of the women's behinds. And that stuff gets heavy after a while. <laughs> and I said to myself, <laughs> you know, the older you get, the, the weaker your bones become. Mm-hmm. Those legs are going to get tired soon. <laughs> like that was always okay, my thought. Have to have it removed. Ah, you stuff I wonder. Yeah, there was somebody. She was getting real sick. <laughs> yeah, I've seen them before. They flipped down like two, two Yeah. Hands. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They were pointed towards the earth. <laughs> man, 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 don't, man, man, don't, don't judge me. I'm just saying. Uh, man down. This way. I'm, I'm just, listen. Yes, sir. I'm just, I'm just nervous. Mm-hmm. Because I'm thinking genetically, something's going to come back. And then, like, you're going to. You're gonna be, you know, fly, and it's gonna go to your head real quick. Mm-hmm. Not, not everybody. I'm not judging these. I'm not coming against it. So for all of the the BBLites, I want y'all <laughs> to think that I'm coming. I'm just saying what I'm saying. Um, but you, you know, you're gonna be in a restaurant. You feel like you can eat everything you want. Right. Then all of a sudden, 
Uh oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, sir. No, ma'am, that, that was there before. <laughs> <laughs> nice try, but no, ma'am, that was there. <laughs> no, ma'am, that was there before. What happened? It just. <laughs> From now on, I'm not going to tell nobody they fat. I'm not. Okay. I'm just going to lie. <laughs> yes, sir. So, like, if you're working out, right, and you do it the right way, do genetics still catch up? You, you can fight it. You, oh. you can fight it off then. Mm. Okay. But if you already got extra weight that don't listen to diet, snap. Mm-hmm. Then you got a problem because you just you gonna your body's gonna respond to what you're doing. But then it's, it's the other stuff has been it's like putting some twenties on the <laughs> yeah. yes, Then. We get the emails. We got Send you. all your emails. <laughs> Info at BCC ATL. Y'all play too much. <laughs> yes, sir. In, the, in the caption, y'all play too much. <laughs> no, but, but seriously, um, I pray for everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't know. All right. And see, it's a fad right now. Mm-hmm. It's a fad. It just came out of nowhere. You know it's got to come out of nowhere. You got people who are not even doctors doing it. Snap. Wait a minute. How much it cost to do that? Like 10 bands. So y'all think y'all oh, wow. we, need to, we, need we need to get us some company. Some knives. Oh, yeah. Get us some That's it. <laughs> Let's get some knives. That's it. Let me see. You go to Macy's, get some knives. <laughs> right. Yes, sir. Go at it. We in business. I, I want to be the receptionist because I don't want to be cutting on nobody. I'll leave it. Right. No, no. <laughs> we, need, look, we need to the four horse, but we need all the way out. We're not we're not. Well listen, I I hope that you um enjoyed hearing us um talk today. Uh, regardless of where you are, what you're going through, know this, that God's hand is on your life. And no matter what the devil has said or done, you will not lose, you will not fail. I am grateful to be joined by these, my co-hosts. If you like what you heard today, um, send us an email. If you want to hear us talk about a certain topic, send it to us. If um, if we can get to it, we can. Info at bccatl.org. Um, we would love to talk about it. Um, Pretty soon we'll have it where you'll be able to call in and talk to us. Um, so we'll try to do something live so you can call in and talk to us live about whatever we're talking about. Um, shoot, we might talk about you. Right. <laughs> um, we, might be, we might be talking about you. Mm-hmm. But um, until the next time, we'll see you. Peace, love, and what's that man say? Stole! Yeah, we stole that, so that's not all. <laughs> okay, we'll holler at you later.